Hello, this is Rabbi Mark Soloway. Welcome to A Dash of Drush, weekly reflections on our world through the lens of Torah. Wow, what a crazy time we're living through right now. None of us have seen this in our lifetimes. There's so much uh, fear and anxiety and confusion and separation and loneliness, isolation. And we're having to look at ourselves and our relationships and communities in very different ways right now. One of the things that I've been thinking about and reading about is this whole concept of social distancing, which is a phrase that has been used a lot. All of the recommendations that come out, we've all got all of those emails and news feeds and Facebook posts that tell us to practice social distancing. And yesterday there was a an email thread that challenged that language, social distancing. Those two words are in such contradiction with each other. It's a paradox to talk about something that's social and something that's distance. And so um, somebody suggested that we change the language to physical distancing and social connecting. Physical distancing and social connecting. Yes, I do very much believe that we have to follow the guidelines that we're being given to try and contain the spread of this COVID-19, this coronavirus that we are thinking about night and day wherever we are in the world. And at the same time, it doesn't mean in our world full of technological brilliance and creativity that we have to cut ourselves off. So how do we distance ourselves physically respecting the request not to gather now in groups of of 50 or more to avoid contact in physical environments in all of those ways but still maintain social connections closeness one of the amazing paradoxes not paradox one of the amazing beautiful synchronicities of this from a from a Jewish perspective is that there's always so much rich connection to the parsha the torah portion and the world we're living in it always feels true that the world is a reflection on the torah and the torah is a reflection on the world it always feels like that when we look cuz what's Fascinating and ironic to me is that this week's parsha, it's a double parsha actually in the Torah, as we get close to the end of uh, the book of Exodus, Shemot. Pikudei, Vayakel Pikudei. Vayakel means, and he brought into community, he gathered the people as the Mishkan, as this incredible building project of creating a a structure that was going to somehow 
contain the divine presence is coming towards an end. Everybody gathered. And Pickle Day is sort of a reckoning of, of the process and the materials that went into that. And these two concepts, I think, can really um, bring us something. Vayakel is actually from the same root as Kihila, community. A community is a place or a space where people gather. We gather in community, in Kihila, Vayakel. We gather in community. We're so used to community being a place where we are together, where we share singing and praying and dancing and eating and all of the things that we might associate with being in community together. And Pickle Day is, or can be thought of as a way of looking internally. What is it? What is it that I've brought? Who am I really? What is my, my place, my space, my face in this collaborative project of building community? And how is that different now? And so really, as we think about these, these concepts of gathering in community and of an inner kind of reckoning or remembrance or introspective look at what is happening for me, what is happening in the circles immediately close to me and beyond me. So we know that we have all kinds of opportunities in every every organization, religious, not religious, social, not social, is finding new ways to be together but not together. So it's not social distancing, it's social coming together but in a different way. And so yeah, we're blessed to have Zoom and FaceTime and WhatsApp and uh, all of the tools, Google Chats, I don't know um, what platforms people are using. And I know some people are so uh, frightened of the, the power of social media and the control of social media, but let's put that aside for now and say, wow, we can actually be together. We can be together in different kinds of ways. We can look out for each other in different kinds of ways. We can do something as simple as calling somebody to check in, someone that we think might be vulnerable or afraid or in need of something that we have that they don't, and we can just call them on the phone and say, what do you need? How can I help you right now? Because that's also how we're in community together. With my family scattered all over the world, although they're pretty much all in London right now, we uh, recently discovered that WhatsApp allows you to have up to five people on a video on a video chat. You can see each other on the screen of our phones and that's uh, my preferred way of, of connecting through distance and across space and time. And we're creating opportunities for virtual gatherings, virtual services, virtual singing, virtual meetings, virtual classes. There is a way that we can deepen our connections, even if it feels so different and even frightening right now. Vayakel, we can still gather. Pickle day, we can look inside. There's been a lot of amazing things that have been written 
as prayers and contemplations and reflections on this. The Parsha, in the midst of all of this building, also reminds us again and again about this this pausing, this sacred pausing and reflecting that Shabbat offers us. And uh, a poem that's been doing the rounds a little bit that some of you may have heard by Lynn Unger called Pandemic. Pandemic. I'm going to read it. What if you thought of it as the Jews consider the Sabbath, the most sacred of times. Cease from travel, cease from buying and selling, give up just for now on trying to make the world different than it is. Sing, pray, touch only those to whom you commit your life, center down, and when your body has become still, reach out with your heart. Know that we are connected in ways that are terrifying and beautiful. You could hardly deny it now. Know that our lives are in one another's hands. Surely that has come clear. Do not reach out your hands. Reach out your heart. Reach out your words. Reach out all the tendrils of compassion that move invisibly where we cannot touch. Promise this world your love. For better or for worse, in sickness and in health, so long as we all shall live. Promise this world your love, for better or for worse, in sickness and in health, so long as we all shall live. A beautiful invitation for us to consider those ways that we can be physically distant but socially connected. And there are others too, and I'm thinking in terms of the Pukude, in a way it's about how we maintain our own spiritual practice, whatever that might mean to different people who might be listening to this, how we maintain that in this very frightening time. What are our rituals that we do when we wake up in the morning, when we go to sleep at night? How do we frame our, our day and navigate our feelings and our awareness through this time. Some of us wake up and say, Mode ani lifanecha, melechaiva kayam shechazata, bi nishmati bechemla raba emunatecha. Mode ani, I'm so grateful. In spite of all that's going on and all that I feel and all that I fear, I'm so grateful that I have this body with a soul that has been returned to it afresh this morning, giving me new opportunities to express gratitude and to go about my day with kindness, with love, with appreciation for the world in all of its fragility and vulnerability. A simple practice that I know many people do anyway, of just waking up in spite of all that we fear, with a sense of gratitude for what we have still, and the ways in which we can support each other and be connected to each other still. Some of us might go on to say some of the morning blessings that invite a sense of awareness in the act of waking up, when we put on our shoes, when we get dressed, when we stretch our body, when we open our eyes, 
that wasn't exactly the right order but whatever order it is that we become aware of wakefulness that we infuse that with a sense of blessing for each physical act some of us say the very powerful blessing that you can find in pretty much every Jewish prayer book every Siddur Asher Yatsa which is the blessing usually said when we have used the bathroom when we've been to the toilet when we've done our business and it's recognizing the miraculous workings of the human body Asher Yatsa Tadam B'Chokhmah acknowledging that the human form has been created in such wisdom and that there are all kinds of openings and closings inside that intricate body inside that intricate digestive system and if one of them was open that should be closed and if one of them was closed that should be open it wouldn't be possible to exist to continue to exist it wouldn't be possible to serve in the ways that we serve this world and the world needs our service right now needs our love and compassion right now we wouldn't better do it once our bodies fail us and we know that fear of a body failing us and then the end of that bracha the khatima the seal of that bracha is acknowledging god who who heals all flesh and who performs miracles so it's a prayer for healing the body it's a prayer for the wonder of the miraculous nature of the intricate workings of our body and it seems to be a, a prayer that we could all we could all say every day right now as we we face this health crisis this pandemic that the world is experiencing right now so that can be another another morning practice some of us pray some of us meditate some of us sing some of us dance some of us go outside being outside right now is so important that's we know we can breathe in clean air still i mean certainly here in boulder colorado we're so lucky it's a beautiful day today and i'm planning to get out on my bike later and just just breathe in that 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 clean air and be outside and be in nature so there are many many ways many practices that we can continue very much in the land of living even though it feels incredibly surreal and incredibly frightening we don't know where this is going to go we don't know where it's going to end but we can still keep connected we can keep connected inside each of our hearts you know the work that happens in the torah inside that tabernacle that mishkan and later the beit hamikdash the house of holiness the temple is about animal sacrifice and animal sacrifice is really under the rubric of korbanot korbanot are the sacrifices we're not i certainly as a vegan am not dreaming of a or praying of a time that we can go back to animal sacrifices but there's something about the nature of that practice korban is from the hebrew lekarev which means to come close to connect to connect there are ways in which we can continue to connect to ourselves to our the deepest places within our own hearts to each other to the ultimate force in the world that some of us think of as god and some of us think of in different ways spirit that we can continue to connect through our service through as that beautiful poem said instead of offering of reaching out our hands we can reach out our, our hearts and our words 
Those are all ways that we can bring korbanot, bring our own sacrifices, our own offerings, our own service to the world right now in this time that we are being asked to keep physically distant but we can be socially close. So I challenge, <laughs> as others have done, the whole notion of social distancing. Yes, physical distancing, important. Yes, washing our hands. And by the way, the hand-washing ritual is being, it was in last week's Torah portion, it's in this week's Torah portion, that there was this beautiful kior uh, nechoshet, a copper wash basin, in that courtyard outside the holy space where the Kohanim, the priests, would wash their hands and their feet before entering Velo Yamutu and they wouldn't die. It's not seen as a hygiene to take away any uh, remnants of a, a virus that may infect others, but it is a spiritual idea of washing our hands. And in fact, washing our hands is one of the rituals that our tradition invites us to do when we first wake up in the morning. And now we know that we're supposed to wash our hands vigorously with soap for 20 seconds and maybe we have a, a melody that we can uh, use every time we we wash with soap. Some people have suggested singing happy birthday th all the way through, which uh, comes to about 20 seconds. You might have your other version. I worked out that singing it's about 20 seconds, meaning I am so grateful before you before you, Melechai Vakayam, the living and uh, enduring king of my life. But there might be others. Hand washing, really important, that, that washing of that in that copper wash basin, an act of, of, of great holiness. We're all we're all Kohanim in our worlds. We're all priests in our temples, our inner temples and our outer temples. And so taking that hand washing, which is a recommended highly recommended way in keeping this this disease this virus at bay it's also a spiritual practice so we can continue and let's continue let's keep physically distant but let's keep socially connected let's keep connected through our own personal spiritual practices of meditation and prayer and song and let's keep connected through these wonderful tools that we have to be in virtual community with each other right now and we'll get through this together we will really get through this together we will transcend it and there's also beauty in it even though it's so scary and painful there is beauty in it the world feels still right now the air is clean right now there are less cars on the road less planes in the sky less smoke coming out of chimneys of factories and even though we really, really don't like the circumstances that brought us there, we can appreciate the reality of that stillness that is in the air and in our hearts. And let's appreciate it. Hi, 
Thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you for listening to A Dash and Drush. We will see you next time.